Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands, thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. Life. I'm Francesca, your host who has a guest for the second week running. Who the hell do I think I am? She is a spiritual queen. She is the UK's leading law of attraction coach. She's been featured on BBC Radio 2, Loose Women, The Daily Mail, and she's also the best-selling author of our book club pick this month. It's Emma Mumford, of course. Thank you so much for having me, Fran. How are you doing? Oh, well, glorious. We just had a spectacular fail on Instagram Live. (laughs) If anybody witnessed that, I think, do you know what, Emma, there's always a lesson to be had in any of these things. And I think it's so hilarious how I would call us both very successful. And Mm -hmm. we literally could not work that shit. I think it's just the universe saying, you know, just flow (laughs) with it. Trust the process, flow. And if we can handle it, then anyone can. (laughs) Yeah, don't get flustered, live your best life. So 
Right, we have been living and breathing you for the past 29 days. Have you felt it? Have you felt 2,500 of us living and breathing you? <laughs> Absolutely. And it's been amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's been wild. It's been really amazing because obviously Positively Wealthy came out two years ago. So it's almost like they always say like in the publishing world, like a book has a two year shelf life. So I guess for me, as Hurt, Healing, Healed comes out, my third one in October, I've sort of just like switched into that mindset now of like, right, the next book. So to see it have so much success and like loads of people loving it and having like a new lease of life, it's just been so fantastic. And to meet so many and like chat to so many of your lovely followers, like been epic absolutely thank you so much for having it well I tell you what I don't want to big you up or anything but it has been our favorite book everyone's saying this is our favorite book like we've done some great books but this one I tell you what you have fucked me up slightly with your 33 (laughs) days 33 (laughs) days does not fit into a monthly challenge (laughs) I'm sorry Fran the universe said it had to be 33 (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, it's been so difficult. But anyway, we have been loving it. And so you said this was published two years ago. Yeah, September 2020, it came out. So it came out in a very different time. And obviously, I wrote it back in 2019. So it was due to come out in April 2020. Um, So it's a bit of a manifestation story in itself. Um, With my first publisher of Spiritual Queen, my first book, and then literally like Watkins came out of nowhere. And we're like, we really want you to write a book on money and manifestation. And I was like, hmm, I have a whole entire manuscript on exactly that ready to go. So it came out um, in September instead of the April with Watkins instead. So it was traditionally published, meaning it was like a whole different experience. Um, But yeah, when I wrote the book in 2019, I had absolutely no idea that that's the world, you know, the book could come out in. And I think people need it now more than ever, don't they? Like, mm. I find so many people have turned to the law of attraction. I mean, I've been teaching this for 10 years and people used to be like, you do what? Whereas now, everyone, everyone knows what it is. I mean, thank God everyone knows. But I think thank people God. need it now more than ever. So thank you for this book. We have bloody loved it. And I'm going to talk today about our six favorite days so if you are not part of the book club what the fuck are you doing with your life I'm basically a I describe it as a personal trainer for reading because do you know what I saw this thing once that said buying books and reading books are two very different hobbies very different how many books do people have on their shelves how many people have bought positively wealthy and never got past day two I would Mm. bet a lot of people, not because it's a shit book, but because people just find it so hard to stick to these things when we have, you know, social media and TV and all of these things. So I find just getting a group of like-minded people together, reading it together, doing it as like a challenge, coaching them along. Hopefully the podcasts are entertaining enough that it keeps them wanting to come back. We're fucking smashing it. I mean, we've done 24 books in two years. We're just living our lives. So anyway, (laughs) this book is a 33-day Um, guide to manifesting wealth in every area of your life right and this isn't wealth as you would traditionally think it is it we're not talking just money no exactly and I think when it was really funny because at my spiritual queen book launch um, we had like a psychic there who was doing mini readings for everyone and she said oh your next book's going to be on money I was there like Hun, I hung my coupon queen crown up many years ago. I am not writing a book on money. I am law of attraction now and manifestation. And when the book started coming through, it was really strange because it did feel like it was about money. It did feel like it was going down that route of like money mindset. And then 
I went on my own personal journey of wealth and actually understanding what wealth meant to me and realizing that I had got it so wrong for so long. And that's why I'd manifested so many of these incredible things, but felt that void inside of me still and felt that really unfulfilled feeling of like, how can I have it all, but actually feel so shit at the same time. So it was a really powerful time in my life because I was going through a really big transformation and it was just that book will forever be like the book that changed my life because I went through that journey which you know all you guys go through as you as you're reading it yeah so when you say that like what can you describe a bit more so you were manifesting all of these things that to the outside world you'd be like wow she's you know achieving these things or buying you know certain things that we all feel like we have to have like a dream home or a dream car but what was what what were you really feeling and how did you come to that realization Mm. And I remember creating like a vision board back in 2016 when I first spiritually awakened and first came across the law of attraction and everything on my vision board had manifested by 2018. And I was like, wow, like this really works. I know I teach it, but this really works. And like, this is incredible. And, you know, exactly to the outside world, it would look like, well, Emma's got everything she's wanted. But what I found very quickly was that it wasn't sustainable. And some manifestations would stay, others, something else would happen even better. And I'd realize, okay, this is what this or something better means. But really, I think the biggest part was the relationship that I was in at that point where I felt like I'd manifested this like relationship and it was awful (laughs) to put it bluntly it was not a great place to be and I then realized that you can do all the manifesting in the land but if you haven't done your inner work and you haven't faced your own inner stuff Mm. that is going to come up time and time again so this is where I really learned about inner work and this is where I really learned about limiting beliefs and fears and about how that relationship was actually teaching me another lesson in a way about inner work and like it's now time to face the trauma that you've experienced it's now time to heal that and actually be positively wealthy so that relationship was so transformative because although it didn't work out and although like thank god it didn't um for me it was really about coming home to myself and realizing okay all this time you've been chasing this wealth of career book deals money everything but that's not really your version of wealth, Emma. That's not really what you want more than anything. So I always imagined it a bit like a garden of like, you have all the different areas of your life in the garden. And I was watering and nurturing and pruning like the work side of my life. And yeah, it looked fantastic. But then the personal side, the personal life did not look flourishing. It was dying. It was withering because I wasn't giving it the the love and TLC. And I think that was because I didn't really know much about limiting beliefs and fears I didn't really know much about the inner work because as we know it's not really highly spoken about in old school teachings so for me positively wealthy was really creating a book that dips your toes into that and says look there are more than three steps in my opinion and this is how we can break it down and understand it more so it's more understandable but also how do we sustainably manifest where we keep those manifestations and the manifestations are aligned they are what we want not what we don't want We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you. Like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. 
sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun, please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. I suppose the danger is that a lot of people are discovering the law of attraction now that have not done any kind of personal development, self-development. And I think the thing with that, exactly what you're saying is I feel like that was me in my 20s. I was adamant that I had to be married before I was 30. I think it was at like 27. I was like, I have to be married at 27. And I was so focused on marrying a specific person mm-hmm. and the the wedding like it was like this thing and I didn't even know why I wanted it it was just all my friends were doing it society was saying that you should do it and he ended up being gay like and we got divorced and it was like but but I literally put him on a vision board three and a half years before two and a half years before I met him the same person and I had no idea who he was it was the weirdest fucking thing ever like it was such a specific manifestation but I think that's a great example of like you say manifesting without really knowing yourself can be not dangerous but you end up manifesting the wrong things Absolutely. so I completely get that I was saying the other day <laughs> I was saying on the book club the other day I was like I feel like Emma Mumford like all of her lessons come from her relationships like every chapter you're like my awful ex-boyfriend <laughs> like, she fucking hates these boyfriends <laughs> no no I don't hate them definitely not um you know I thank them because yes. without those experiences I wouldn't be sat here now writing these books that help people I wouldn't be you know a genuinely happy version of myself who actually is happy and has like lovely abundance in their life like I wouldn't have all of that if I hadn't gone through the experiences I had done and obviously at that point, you know, when I wrote Spiritual Queen and when I wrote Positively Wealthy, I had no idea of what inner work was going to come up and actually how I was contributing to those relationships as well. So, you know, hindsight is a beautiful thing at the end of the day, but I think it was just really a eye-opening experience for me of like my relationships have taught me so many things and I'm so grateful for that. And, you know, it was how it was meant to play out. Definitely. I always think now, like having been through a divorce and been through, I would say six years of living on Shutter Island uh, was kind of what my marriage was like. And it's done me so much good. It's probably better than 10 years of therapy because, yeah, you're right. You sort of learn on the job. Anyway, I want to get on to the exciting thing, the book. I have made a list of six of my favorite days of the 33 day challenge. We are obsessed with your daily challenges. We fucking love them. We love a group task where it involves something physical. So we've been loving the full moon ritual, burning all your shit on the full moon. We love that. But here's my list of my top six. Number one was actually day one. And it was, what is your daily practice? So I want to know, what is your daily practice? What is what you do every single day to keep your vibration high, to keep yourself in alignment? Mm. And it does change. Like I say this to my clients all the time. I'm like, please don't think that I literally sit there 365 days of the year and do exactly the same thing because I would be bored as hell. So I feel like what my practice looked like two or three years ago is very different to what my practice looks like now. One, because I now have a dog. So therefore I need to get her out in the morning, take her for a walk. Whereas before, obviously, you know, time I worked, obviously, but I had more leisurely time in the morning. So my priorities have changed. So I have to work it around that as well and work it around my work schedule so what I tend to do now is I will wake up and you know I'm not perfect sometimes I look on my phone first thing in the morning (gasps) like 
And exactly. Mum's like, no. <laughs> I know. Banish me now. No, but I think we have to honor ourselves of like, you know, sometimes we're going to do that. We're human. And yeah. if there's a text we're really looking forward to, or whatever, we're like, oh, damn, I better check that email. You know, we have very human minds. So not all of the time, but first of all, I will basically grab my gratitude journal and I'll do my gratitudes because that to me is like a non negotiable. That is the most important thing to me and the thing that really gets those good vibes flowing. So I'll do my three to five points each morning and I might set some intentions for the day of just like if I know something important is coming up I might set some positive intentions or maybe if I've been feeling a bit funky I'll be like I really want to feel like this today or wouldn't it be nice if I felt like this today so a little bit of an intention with that gratitude as well afterwards then I might pull an oracle card if I'm feeling funky and I want to like you know pull some oracle cards see what the angels have got for me that day interesting Um, okay so not always, but you know, sometimes I'm like, yeah, what's what's today's theme? Let's have a look what's going on. So I'll pull an Oracle card and then normally I'll do some meditation after that. So I normally just like tune in and just like see how I'm feeling. I might do a bit of energy protection. And then, yeah, whatever else I feel like, to be honest. Um, I don't like to overcomplicate it in the morning just because I have to get up and get going a lot of the time. So sometimes I do things throughout the day or maybe like just before I go to bed. But definitely I would say like gratitude and intention would be the ones that are like a non-negotiable for me in the morning. I love that. Do you know, every time that I've done a sustained period of doing the gratitude list in the morning, so we've done the magic quite a few times in the book club, mm. I think two or three times, fucking all though, 10 things a day, man. 10 things a day. It's not sustainable. It's not. Yeah. I love the magic. And I was doing 10 things, 10 gratitudes a day, just like you were. And honestly, like it was just so exhausting that I was like, this is not making me feel grateful at all. <laughs> like I'm literally yeah. resenting this. I so. agree. And you know what? I think as well that a lot of law of attraction practices or books are written by people, either men or people that don't have children. And I'm like, we tried to do How Elrod's The Miracle Morning. <laughs> We have to get up at five in the morning and spend an hour. I was doing that with three month old breastfed twins. And I was like, this bitch has never had to look after a baby in his life. Like he was like, you just need to take the time to meditate. And I was like, I ain't got fucking time, Hal. Like it's just so, so I think my daily gratitude practice is basically mum hacks because they have to just fit in. So I'm a big fan of subliminals. Anything that I can do, like I listen to affirmations, we listen to positive music whilst we're having breakfast. So anything I can do that doesn't take any extra time, like I visualize to music as I'm driving the car, all these kind of things. Because if I sit down and try and write a gratitude list, you better believe people will be tearing at my skin trying to get me like trying to get my attention. So that's interesting. So now we know your daily practice. Now, my second favorite was day six, and that was all about dream lists and regularly making a dream list. And do you know what? I did a, I did a vision board for my, um, my purpose, like you said as well. And that's been life changing because I hadn't really thought of that before, but I think it's so important to think about what we want both in the short term and the long term. And I love as well that you talk about regularly manifesting, not always making them things that are like super long-term goals, but really keeping your faith alive by achieving small things little and often. So we want to know, what is on your dream list at the moment? <laughs> Good question, Brad. Or is it a this, secret? <laughs> well, this is the thing. My followers will know. They'll be like, Emma's always talking about like protection manifestations. Don't talk about them until they've come into fruition. So I'm quite like a private person, I guess, when it comes to that. So I love that you've asked me that because I literally have to answer it now. <laughs> so- 
You have. (laughs) Thank God she asked it. So I feel like the last year, like so many things have manifested in my life. And I really feel like alignment has been so key. Like, like I said, the last two years, as I've written Hurt, Healing, Heal, like, whoa, that inner work has come thick and fast. And I'm seeing the results of that massively. So I feel like this year, it wasn't about, I feel like it was more work girls, if I'm honest, but it was also not about pushing or like I really need to reach this next level I feel like it was more about I actually just need to take a step back I need to just chill because I've had a really busy few years and also I've gone through a lot personally as well with like all my inner work and trauma healing like it's a lot when you're going through that so for me it was more about relaxation enjoyment joy this year so everyone always says to me like what's next because they expect me to say oh I'm writing another book or I'm doing this and I'm like resting enjoying living nice. and I feel like we forget that so much so my manifestation this year was to go abroad because I've been blooming abroad in two years so I've manifested that we're going to Zanti nice. in September um there was book goals definitely on there which yeah I feel like I'm well on the way to achieving and God, what else? I think a house is the next thing. So I've been in this place for five years. Love it. Like, love it. But obviously, you know, I would love a bigger place um, and to buy somewhere. So that's definitely next on the list, I would say. Lovely. I love those goals for you. And I also love how you, you know, you talk about sometimes I feel like life is a bit of a tapestry. Like during lockdown, I did nothing but work for two years. Mm. Like I created this podcast because I was breastfeeding twins and I was locked down. I basically couldn't leave my sofa for two years. Like I'm not even joking. Like I didn't have a social life. I didn't go abroad. I didn't leave really my village. (laughs) And so my work goals fucking exploded. You know, my podcast became number one. I started the book club. But then I realized when I assessed it all at the end of the year, I was like, God, when you look at the wheel of life, like my personal life is shit. I've got no fun. I've got no adventure. I've got no. So I really flipped it a bit and reassessed it. And and this first half of the year, I just dedicated exactly the same as you. I wanted to go abroad. I hadn't been abroad since 2019. Um, And just to enjoy life again. And it's funny because I feel the same, like, I haven't really made any progress with work at all. I've maintained the podcast. I've managed to do it every day, but I haven't achieved anything. But what I have done is just fucking enjoy life. Like Mm. sometimes that's all it's about, isn't it? Just setting a goal. Can I just say, Fran, what do you mean you haven't achieved anything? Can I just say like, you've got the number one podcast. You've got like however many hundreds of thousands of listens. Like, are you okay, hon? You've achieved a lot there. I thought it was going to say hundreds of thousands of children. Um, Yeah, but it's just maintaining, isn't it? And I always feel this like anxiety of, I I feel like I should be doing more and I feel like Mm. I should be, um, I keep procrastinating on writing a book and I keep procrastinating on all these things I want to do. I want to do my first live event and I just... I just get caught up because I've just got 500 children and it's just like, it's so stressful. This is what I'm learning from you. This is nothing... Like books you cannot force. And I know that firsthand. Like, honestly, the amount of times... So Hurt Healing Healed, I wanted to write first and block, 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 block. Couldn't write it. It wasn't even called that. It was a total different concept at the time. And it was because I needed to write those other two books first. I needed to live that. I needed to learn all that stuff to be able to write that book. So books are like, they're a bit like babies. They like come in a little container. You have to like nurture and sort of basically be pregnant with them and they birth at the right time. So I definitely think books are a very like intuitive practice where you can't force it. Yes. It comes 
comes at its own time. But I think with like events and, you know, I definitely feel those pressures as well. And I think that is that hustle culture, that pressure of like, we must be doing, we must be birthing, we must be doing this and doing that. And if you're not doing that, you're not going to grow, you're stagnating. And I think like I scrapped so many of these things in the last year or so and said, it's my way or I'm not doing it at all. Because what's the point? If I'm following what XYZ says, because they're a business coach, if I'm following what so-and-so says about how many reels I should do a week, do I want to do that? No, I don't. But as soon as I did the things that like really felt good to me and was my way of doing it, it was way more successful than what I was doing when I was forcing it because that's how everybody else did it or that's how somebody told me to do it. So I think, you know, we all need that reminder of like, you're, you know what's best. Like if it's not feeling right, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Do you know what? You're right. Because I keep listening to Gary V and he keeps saying that I need to post four TikToks. I mean, not me, but everyone needs to post four TikToks a day. And I'm like, four TikToks? I need to just at least have a shower. Like that would be, I'd have to not shower ever again. That'd be my shower time gone. Um, Four TikToks a day. Are you on TikTok? I am. And I feel like I have a love-hate relationship with it. Like I love watching it. I love consuming it and being on there. And I do love creating TikToks. But again, I've had to have strict boundaries of it of like, I can't do two uploads a day. I can't do, you know, a video every single day sometimes because I have a life too. And for me, my downtime is, is important to me. So I show up in a way that feels right to me. And if that's right, great. If that's not, you know, it, it, maybe that's wrong. Maybe someone's going to say, Emma, you're doing it wrong. But at the end of the day, it's got to feel fun to me. Gary V, if he's listening, he'll be like, four TikToks a day. The window is closing. You gotta get him. So yeah, let's, I don't think he's listening. We're pretty safe. Okay. My next favorite day, and I think all the book club bitches will verify this, was day nine. And it was all about crystals. Mm. We got into crystals in a big fucking way. And my question is, what crystals do you use daily and how? Like if we were going to come in your house or in your car or into your life, what, what would we see? What crystals would we have around? By the way, look, I have three here. I don't really know what I'm doing, but a black one is for energy. Uh, no, it isn't mm-hmm. for protection, isn't it? Prote- <laughs> yeah, energy and protection, yeah. <laughs> I meant protection. I don't know what the fuck this is, but for protection, because I thought, I don't know, you might be crazy. Mm-hmm. Then I've got this, which is a, I know that green ones are supposed to be good for like career wealth so yeah but it depends career can be a few ones but definitely the green ones are wealth they have such mixed messages that's what I found like sometimes you can find ones which are like total wealth orientated sometimes it's career and purpose and other times it's love so I always say like just just google it um normally you'll find the meaning from that or get a good crystal book on top but to be honest like I always remember Katie Jane Wright coming in my membership and she said like you have to work with what feels good to you so um sorry it wasn't Katie Jane right it was Tamara Dreesen there we go total wrong person sorry Tamara babe sorry but she's like Tamara say that (laughs) Tamara came in the membership and she said you know like yes you can look at all the properties of crystals yes you can do that but actually trust what you feel called to so I felt really drawn to some crystals that maybe aren't you know the right ones for wealth or aren't you know typically known for something but actually it's been the the perfect crystal that I've needed to work with so be very intuitive with it definitely okay and so how do you use them in your everyday life do you carry them in your pockets do you have them in your car 
So I used to have them in my bra and then at the end of the day, I used to take it off and they'd all like drop to the floor and I got <laughs> so annoyed. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, crystals. I hate dropping you like that. <laughs> I had to switch it up. So I have a little crystal necklace that I wear. So I've got a little citrine necklace and I've got a rose quartz Ooh. one as well. So I wear it and then I've got some little bracelets that I wear as well. So I've got some amethyst, some black obsidian, and I can never remember which one this is. It's a new one. Um, it's not clear quartz. It's some, it's some funky one you've not heard of. It's like a really rare one. And I was like, oh, that looks pretty. So I wear them a lot of the time because I feel like that really, you know, positively impacts me. And I always feel better when I do wear them. Um, but if you were to come into my house, you would either think this woman has an obsession with crystals or there is an incredible like process and theory. Like she, she set this up for some reason. So I have my decorative crystals and I have my useful crystals. All are useful, of course, but some are definitely bought for that would look really nice on my mantelpiece or that would look really nice on right. my coffee table um but I'm really conscious so like amethyst hate to be near technology so I oh. wouldn't put my amethyst next to my computer or next to my tv for instance so some um crystals don't thrive around technology so everything's definitely consciously placed um and I have little like altars around my house. So I have a little crystal bowl next to my bed with some crystals that I really want next to me when I sleep. I then have in my living room, a little um, copper moon, um, a bit like the triangle behind me, which everyone always says, where's your YouTube moon from? Um, it's from Copper Moon Boutique. She does the best um, crystal shelves. So I've got one of them in my living room with just like a random selection of crystals I've collected. Um, I've got some by my desk behind me um, for obviously work and like I use them in client sessions as well. So I really just, to be honest, I do it intuitively. I'm not yeah. someone, I know in my book I have about like wealth pots and wealth corners. I do do that. When I have my books released, I do crystal grids around the book and stuff. I do little ceremonies and rituals like that. But ultimately, a lot of the time, it's what looks good where and am I vibing it? I love that. And have you ever owned a Moldavite? Do you know what? Everybody talks about Moldavite. I see all the TikToks like, if you have a Moldavite. I don't think I have, to be honest. I actually don't think I've come across it. You'd know it. You'd fucking know <laughs> it if you had. I bought a Moldavite from Etsy and fuck me. My life turned upside down for three months. <laughs> I wow. literally nearly had a nervous breakdown. I had, I, imagine everything in your life. If it just, it fast forwarded. It's exactly what they say. It's like all these years of things that needed to happen all happened in three months. Boom. It nearly broke me. But anyway, here we are. I don't touch it now. It's buried in the garden. Right. <laughs> what next? My fourth favorite was, oh, we've just done this one and I'm into it. Day 28 was all about, oh, this is a good test. What do you think day 28 was about? Can you remember? Oh God, don't, don't. Come on. Um, Come on. Day 28. What did we do? Healing? Worthy no. health? No. Grounding. <laughs> and I tell you what, have you watched the movie, the grounding movie on YouTube? No, but I saw <gasps> you mentioned it in your story. So I was like, oh, what's this? Emma, don't care what you're doing tonight. You need to cancel your plans. You need to watch it. It is fucking insane. I went straight online. I spent £350 on grounding sheets for me and all of my children. Have you, have you got a grounding sheet? 
I don't, I've never even heard of one. <laughs> oh my God, right. So I just bought these sheets. So they have silver thread woven through them. It's 5% silver. And it's the same kind of thing that you use it. Like, um, so I use EMF blankets when I'm pregnant and it blocks Wi-Fi so that if you have your phone over your bump, your baby's protected. People think I'm crazy. I do not wear a tinfoil hat, but I am into that. <laughs> so these sheets have this thread through it, right? That conducts, I don't know, whatever. Then... It has a cable attached to the sheet that you plug into your plug socket, but the plug socket isn't on. But guess what? Hmm. Your plug socket is earthed. Uh, So your sheet is now earthed. Love it. You get 10, however many hours you sleep. I mean, I only sleep five hours a night, but I'm going to get five hours of grounding every night. And people say that it has transformed their lives. They sleep better. Their inflammation has come down. You need to watch this movie. It's life-changing. We really got into the grounding day. (laughs) We're into it. (laughs) Now I want this sheet as well. And hopefully if the kids have them, they'll sleep a bit longer. Oh Well, do you know what? I put bows on tonight. And this is the first time I've ever left her awake. And I said, Bo, I've got a very important interview. You do not come downstairs. She'd normally come down. I haven't seen her. So she might be asleep. But then I realized I can't put it on the baby's bed because it's got a long cord on it and they could strangle themselves. Oh, yeah. So, oh, well. Anyway, so, yeah, we're fully into that. Do you practice grounding every day? And what do you do in winter? How do we get around grounding in the winter? Yeah, good question. So I normally, it depends what I'm doing in all honesty, like a lot of the time my grounding will come through meditation. And like I said, my little morning meditation. So a lot of the time it will come through that. But sometimes on my lunch break, if Luna, my dog's out in the garden, I'll just put my bare feet on the grass. If we're out on a walk, like obviously I walk her every day. So that's a really great grounding exercise for me on a dog walk. Sometimes we'll take it to the beach. So I think it depends, like I'm really lucky to live around so many beaches and lovely little nature spots here. On Where the do South you live? Coast. I'm Dorset, so literally surrounded by beaches. (laughs) Lovely. So I'm very lucky in that respect, I know. So for me in winter, like it's still really important to get out in nature a lot. Like I still have to go to a beach or have to go to a woodland just to really be amongst nature. Like even if I'm not like barefoot, I just really love doing that, especially on the winter solstice and um, autumn equinox, etc. So I think it's it's being creative with it. So sometimes if the energy is feeling a bit funky and I'm like, whoa, what's happening in the cosmos today? I will go and have a grounding bath. So I have some Himalayan and Epsom salt. And that's grounding for me. So I think it's oh. finding those things that are grounding to you. So for me, that that salt bath is incredibly grounding. And then if I do the dog walk on top, fantastic. So I think it's just finding those little rituals and things that are those grounding practices for you. Um, and in winter, like with the masculine energy, sorry, with the feminine energy as we switch into that, it's just finding those more, yeah, like nurturing practices that feel like grounding. I love that. I've never thought of like the Himalayan bath sort things. I'm going to get myself to home bargains by those, what are they called? Westlake labs, whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. I'll be straight West in West lab is the best. Is it? Mm. They're always in like the cheapest shops, aren't they? But I, I love it. Right. The next favorite day, we've got two left, was EFT. Now we haven't actually done this day yet because it was day 31, but I discovered EFT years ago. Do you remember that thing in London called meetup.com? It might be everywhere, actually. So you can go to a meetup for anything. I used to have a chihuahua and I used to go to chihuahua meetups. And I somehow 
isn't it funny how these things, you never remember how you came across them, but basically mm. I discovered this EFT thing and this woman was like, oh, I can't host it anymore because I've got nowhere to do it. And I was like, me and my husband live in Shoreditch. We're really central. Come and do it here. So my poor husband, we literally had like 15 random people in our living room every Tuesday night. And I tell you what, it changed my goddamn life. I love tapping. Do you do it regularly or like me, do you completely forget even when you're in strife and then you're like, oh, fuck, I should have done that. Um, bit of both, in all honesty, bit of both, definitely. Like, I feel like it's something that I really incorporate into a lot of my client work. So I feel like I do it tons with my clients anyway. And I feel like I'm always recommending Brad Yates on my work and in my books yes. and on my YouTube and stuff. So for me personally, I feel like when I was really going through a lot of the inner work, it was really important to me because I would have like anxiety attacks. So when I was having like PTSD flares up, like that was something that instantly grounded me. So EFT is a fantastic grounding practice as well to do. Right. So it doesn't always have to be like the full shebang. You could just tap on the side of your hand or tap the top of your leg or tap your shoulder. So there's little things that you can just do, like even where you don't have to speak or you don't have to do the full ritual, the full round, you know, even just like tapping some of your meridian points can instantly just ground and relax you so for me if I'm feeling like triggered or I'm feeling like whoa okay I really need it definitely that's my cue to do it and it's my absolute go-to because it gets you those quick results and you feel that instant relief like 100% but yeah in day-to-day life it's not something that I necessarily turn to as much now because I don't need to but in those moments that I'm having those stressful moments or I'm feeling triggered like absolutely it's like non-negotiable <laughs> yeah oh my god I love it do you know what I forgot about it for a long time and recently I started getting lip fillers which are the most painful fucking things ever and I use it when I'm having it done because I'm in so much pain and I'm so anxious about it and this man thinks I'm crazy because I'm just laying there tapping and I'm doing exactly <laughs> what you say I just tap my hand I don't actually do it all and I don't say anything because obviously I can't talk but it really gets me through it and I don't think anything else would and I think yeah in those moments when you're like (gasps) like really anxious um I have a little bit of I don't know if it's PTSD or what but like last year I went through very traumatic like um like emotional abuse from somebody and it eventually got recognized and kind of dealt with and it's Mm -hmm. over right but I still when I receive a message or when I look at certain app I get anxiety and I I really wish that I didn't. And I think actually that's a reminder to myself that I should just use it for times like that because it is amazing. If anyone listening has not tried it yet, you need to try it because it's honestly, you wouldn't think just tapping, tapping your body would have such results, but it bloody does. And finally, 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 our final day. (laughs) I don't know how many times I can say finally. (laughs) Our final day, I'm just trying to find it on the page. Day 33 is celebrating your wins. Now, this is something that we've read about in quite a few books now. um, And I think it's so important. And it's something that people forget, isn't it? It's like, Mm. you spend all this time writing your goals, creating your vision board, visualizing. And then when you achieve them, you just almost like go, oh, okay, cool. And you move on. And I think it's so important to sort of stop and celebrate and recognize that you are fucking winning in life and what you're achieving. So what I want to know is like, what's your go-to celebration? Do you get white girl wasted? Do you (laughs) buy yourself something? Like, what do you do? I've never heard of white girl wasted before. I love that. (laughs) Really? White girl wasted? Have you not heard of white girl rosé? It's all I drink. (laughs) 
No, I haven't. On maybe it's Dorset. Maybe I'm like really like boxed in here. I don't hear these terms. But so I actually gave up alcohol three years ago. So I definitely don't get white girl wasted. Okay. Um, I'm definitely more of like I think I guess it's like a bit like what your love language is. I'm definitely more of like a creature comforts person. So for me, like I love going and getting a massage. I love a little spa day. I love like going Ooh, yeah. and getting afternoon tea or you know like little things like that. So for me. I think I love doing things socially with my loved ones to celebrate. Like I definitely want to do something with somebody, not necessarily just by myself. Um, but yeah, if I'm like at home by myself, I have some alcohol-free Prosecco, pop that open, definitely. No, um, you don't. Alcohol-free Prosecco. No, yeah. you don't. Really? Yes. You are a sicko. I'm sorry. That is disgusting. <laughs> Fran, no. try it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I add some vodka to it? <laughs> Well, that's the thing. So many brands do alcohol free stuff now. And I remember like when I gave up three, four years ago, it really was like, oh, great. There's nothing alcohol free. But now they do so many wild and weird creations. Like, honestly, what was it I had? That was it. I had alcohol free Prosecco at my friend's wedding recently. And I was like, are you sure this is alcohol free? They're like, I promise it's alcohol free. And honestly, I couldn't taste the difference. So they're getting better. So if you ever want a night off... (laughs) No, I'm good. No, I get very rarely. I get nights out where all of my children are taken care of. So when I do, I go wild, (laughs) and I have no regrets. Absolutely no regrets. (laughs) Oh, okay. So that's so you don't do any. Oh no, this is my question. Like, so in the book "Rich as Fuck" by Amanda Francis, and also "Get Rich Lucky Bitch" by Kenneth Stuffield Thomas, they both talk about like upgrading material things in your life and buying yourself like a significant like a token item when you reach a goal do you do anything like that like do you buy anything that signifies that when you look at it you're like yes or no I think I do and I think it's like unintentional I don't think I would say like I have read um Denise's book but I wouldn't say it's something I'm like right oh yes, I've hit a milestone, I must buy something. I think I really unintentionally do it because I feel like so much of my life I didn't celebrate and I feel like so much of my life I wasn't able to buy nice things that I feel like now in my adulthood that I've created this business and done so well, I feel like that's me saying like, little Emma, like, look, we've got this nice handbag or little Emma, look, we've like treated ourselves to this. So I recently got myself a new MacBook Pro because I blooming needed it. So that was like a little celebratory gift to myself of like, you deserve a laptop that doesn't crash on you um, and you know that works Um, other times it's been like nice handbags it's been holidays so you know I think it just really depends how I'm feeling at the time and what I feel really cool to but yeah I definitely think the big big moments 100% like when my next book comes out I'll buy something and now whenever I look at that nice handbag or I look at this computer or I look at whatever it was I could be like oh wow look like you did that so I think they're really nice visual reminders as well yeah definitely for me it's definitely like the tokenism of it and also I think life can sometimes pass us by and you kind of forget like things just pass right so I just passed two years of the podcast and I literally didn't realize it was its second birthday I completely forgot but in the past like when I got divorced I was like do you know what I'm gonna have a divorce party because it actually was something to celebrate like it was a really difficult thing to go through I just moved back to London and I was like this is something to celebrate otherwise it just passes and you're like oh I got divorced and I did the same when my twins turned one this might be a bit controversial, but that was the most savage year of my fucking life. Like those babies nearly killed me. I went down to like 
a size six. I looked so ill. I was so skinny. And I had a night out to celebrate. Like I had a birthday party for them as well, but I had a night out purely to celebrate me surviving (laughs) a year of twins. And I sometimes feel like other people, when they get to like their twenties or thirties or their forties or whatever, they stop celebrating things. And I feel like, come on, celebrate the fact that you survived a year of having a baby. Celebrate the fact that you got divorced from your dickhead husband. Like celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. I'm I'm here for it. I love it. And also the token items as well. I love that because like you say, it is just like a visual reminder, isn't it? Of, you know, ah, I got that when I achieved this and I am a wealthy woman. That's my um, my mantra. I am a wealthy woman. Love it. Every love day. It. And guess and I what? Can... I am. <laughs> Yes, you are queen. Yes. And I feel like, like you say, celebrating is so important. And like what I write in the book, it's not just about we achieved that or hit number one podcast or got that book or whatever. It's actually about like, I went to therapy and healed that or I left a toxic relationship or I finally took that leap and left that job that really was bringing me down. So I think like success can look like so many different things to people. And it's more, I love celebration lists, but I think it's also like appreciation for yourself as well of like appreciate that you are listening to this podcast and taking those steps to feel more positive. Celebrate that you did the book and that you got to the end and that you're feeling positively wealthy. So I feel like it's great to celebrate the big big things but also like celebrate those things as well yeah definitely well that concludes my list of everything that I love about your book Positively Wealthy (laughs) we absolutely have loved it we haven't finished it yet we've got four days to go um but we've honestly loved it so much and it's been such a journey doing it all together I'm sure you have got a load of new um, devotees in the book club, bitches. They're probably all going to leave me now and go to you because they're just like, she's our new queen. <laughs> but um, have you got anything you want to tell us? Anything you've got coming up? Anything you've got coming out? Where can people find you? Of course. So obviously you can find me on social media at I am Emma Mumford and everything's on my website, emmamumford.co.uk. So next, I guess, is the next book, as I've been saying (gasps) through this uh, podcast. So Her Healing Healed comes out in October and is a guide to help you release the blocks, limiting beliefs and fears and to supercharge your manifestations. So this, like, I love Positively Wealthy and I feel like that's always going to be like, my favorite child as such but I feel like Her Healing Healed is like the deepest book of like the deepest journey the deepest work like the deepest experience for me but the biggest results so I feel like it's for those people who have read Positively Wealthy and are like oh my god loved it and now they're like okay I've got some limiting beliefs I can see those blocks I've identified them so I think when I you know went through this journey three years ago and I was looking for like books and things to help me like there's nothing out there there's no books on limiting beliefs and fears so I was like I'm gonna write that book so I feel like a lot of people have said like oh my god this has been like the book I've needed I need it now so I feel like it's definitely gonna resonate with a lot of people because again it's just not spoken about enough in the law of attraction sphere and not with manifestation as well it's always like psychology books or inner child books and like it feels Mm. very separate sometimes to manifestation whereas I see it all together and it's all part of that co-creation process so I'm really excited to hold it for the first time and um yeah see it come into the world 
well, I'm sure it is going to be a future book club book. So get excited for that, guys. <laughs> I feel like it's a little bit. We did um, Louise Hayes' You Can Heal Your Life back last year. Mm. And that was very, people said that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't super fun like we're doing now, you know, all buying crystals on the same day and all doing a full moon ritual and all grounding ourselves. You know, that shit's really fun. But You Can Heal Your Life, that really was like very emotional for a lot of us. And I think a lot mm. of transformation happened. And that's the thing it's a journey isn't it it's not always fun sometimes you've got to go inward sometimes you go outward sometimes you burn lists of shit sometimes you're just manifesting your best life I don't know (laughs) but anyway amen (laughs) yes amen to that but thank you so much for being here with us and we will what am I saying at the end (laughs) add away in my podcast I don't even remember (laughs) thanks for joining us it's been a delight it's a shame about the uh Instagram live but hey ho (laughs) and we tried. God loves a trier and the universe loves a trier. So we'll be golden. And the law of attraction changed my life. It's going to change yours too. Bye. What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that. I hear it and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um, cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands or maybe you're a crafter. And you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go. Or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30-day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.